Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. And today, as promised, I am bringing you tons of value. We are super excited because David Wood is joining us with a Kickstarter campaign. Many of you people in this group, so I'm just going to reference it as that. Your authors, your entrepreneurs, you guys are kicking it and you are having so much fun in your businesses. And I met David through Gary Sanchez with the Y Institute. And then I met Meredith Bell. And then I kept meeting people and they said, you don't know David Wood yet? <laughs> and so I met Meredith Bell. And then I kept meeting people and they said, so I absolutely had to just stop and say, okay, David's on my calendar. I cannot wait to meet him. So when we talked, he said, I have this great idea I'm working on. And, and, and so I'm going to share that with you today. He's going to share it with you, how you can get involved. So if you're watching this, you're, if you're on Facebook, if you want to join us in the Zoom room, I've put the link in there. Come on in and join us because this is all about Kickstarter and how you can start campaigns. And you get to participate in history in the creation of Name That Mouse. So welcome, David. Thank you very, very much for spending time with us today. Thanks. I'm thrilled that this is live. I've done so many interviews and um, I, I enjoy them, but to have people here right now who can ask questions and uh, maybe even uh, challenge some of the things that I'm going to say is exciting for me. And this is, we've been working at this for a year in the background, working out what we want to say to the world, how we want to impact the world. And so to launch a 30 day Kickstarter campaign today is a very exciting milestone. It is awesome. So tell me, where did you come up with this? I mean, we all love animals, right? And your whole kind of theme is we all know the elephant in the room. And so you guys started this idea of what if there was somebody else in the room? <laughs> well, there are. There are, We all know about the elephant in the room. Uh, maybe Jerry sees it, I see it, but no one's saying anything. And it's super awkward. But many creatures in the room are much more subtle. There is so much going on in any interaction between even just two people. I might be um, like, for example, had I not named that mouse of me showing up 10 minutes ago without my shirt on, I might be wondering, and I was, was anyone else on the call back then? Did they see it? Are they thinking how unprofessional is this guy or how fun is this guy? I don't know, but these are all mice that are swimming around by me naming it at the beginning, I get to be more present. I, uh, I can deal with it up front and I don't have to have these mice scurrying around in my head. A really common one is showing up late. You show up late, maybe you're two minutes late, maybe you're five minutes late. It's not an elephant. And you're wondering, is the other person a little annoyed? I'm feeling a little embarrassed. Those are two mice right there. And the book is about finding these moments and artfully naming our mice so that we can be in more connection with ourselves and with others. Mm, I love that. So you own it, right? We're talking every day about knowing something, owning something, and then having a vision to take care of the action that you take next so that you really can kind of live in your value. And so when you say this, what was, can we ask you, what did you name that mouse this morning? Do I, I missed the question. What was the mouse this morning? <laughs> yeah. What did you name the mouse as you were, um, you know, being, being caught off guard? So did you, did you name that mouse in your mind? I, I named it seven minutes ago when we started this call, 
that was that was me naming it. Um, yeah, I did notice at the time. Whoop, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed. I feel caught off guard. I hope no one saw that. So those are those are mice I can name for myself, particularly if I notice I'm feeling uncomfortable. Like, oh boy, I'm feeling a little contracted. I wonder what it is. And then we go deeper and it's like, oh, maybe someone saw me. Maybe they're going to think something I don't want them to think. So one of the mice in the book, one of the categories is a mirror mouse. And that's where you reveal your experience to yourself. Oh, I feel sad today. I feel this. I feel that. Then once you've revealed it to yourself, you have the option to go and name it with someone else. And sometimes that's a little awkward. Sometimes it's a little scary. That's why we keep these mice inside. But when they're artfully named, we can transform the relationship. Plus, it feels good. I, I feel so much more at peace now that I've named that and gotten that out of the way than if I just left it scurrying in the background. Mm -hmm. Because that really starts your mindset, right? It makes you feel um, just inadequate or it makes you feel nervous or it doesn't help you concentrate on the things that you really know that you're there for. And that's yep. what I think is so important that we all go through this. Uh, so many times we, th we think, hey, I'm prepared, but it's that one last thing, right? It's that last minute thought that you have that makes you feel less confident. And it, maybe it's before you get up and do a speech. I have a, a friend that does a lot about the art of speaking and communication. And so when you think about those last seconds before you're on stage, so for all these speakers in this group and um, entrepreneurs that you have to give up and get this presentation and you think, can I really do this? Have I really, you know, practiced this enough? And I'm, am I going to be okay delivering it? Um, that's that mouse, right? <laughs> Go <Yeah>. away. <laughs> Put that yeah. aside. Being on stage, well, a couple of things I want to double click on. The, the mice that we don't name separate us. They separate us from ourselves, separate us from other people. And the reason we don't even notice most of the time is because everyone else is doing the same thing. Everyone else is keeping withholds and keeping things they're embarrassed about or the things that might be awkward. Also withholding appreciations. We often withhold, you know, maybe I'm appreciating something about Julie, but I, I wasn't really trained in how to just acknowledge someone. And so I think, ah, oh, it's going to be a little awkward or it doesn't make it all the way out through to my mouth to say something. I want to change that. And then the other thing you mentioned about being on stage that's a great example. That expands, um, that really showcases mice naming because you'll have so many mice when you're, when you're about to get up on stage. And then when you are on stage in front of a group, maybe I'm thinking, um, are they interested in this topic? Mm. I'm not sure. I think, it, I think they will be, but I'm not sure. That's a pretty big mouse to leave unnamed. So I might name it. Hey, here's something that I think might be really useful to you guys. And here's why would you like to hear about it? And I can actually check in uh, and I might name that mouse explicitly. I want to, I just, I may not call it a mouse, but I might want to say, I just want to check and make sure this is something that will really make a difference for you. Cause if it's not, we can talk about something else. Mm -hmm. Another mouse that is usually there for me on stage is nerves. So the last speech I didn't, say that I was nervous. I just jumped over that and said, 
one way I ground when I'm up here on stage in front of a group of people, or sometimes in front of a group of one, is to take a deep breath or two. So if you guys are willing to, to do this with me, would you stand up and let's take three deep breaths together? And so we did. And then at the end, I, I, I was feeling much more connected and grounded. And I, I don't remember if I named that, but that could be another mouse. Oh, I'm feeling so much more here in the room. Thank you so much. I love this because this is a Kickstarter campaign. So yes. explain to us. So we talked to a lot of authors that say, I've written this book. I have, you know, I'm publishing this. I'm doing my promotional marketing on it. This is the beginning. So talk to us about this process because you've written books before and you've taken a long time to do it. But uh, I really want people that are listening to this or they're going to watch it on the replay. What's this process been like for you? Yeah, thank you. Well, I did a book the hard way. <laughs> my, my first book, uh, Jack Canfield was kind enough to write the forward to the book and a book was called Get Paid for Who You Are. And I feel like I did it the hard way because it took me two years to write it. I spent $150,000 when you add everything up from the ghostwriter to the editor, to uh, the publicist, to flying around the country to promote this and be on, on TV shows. And then my hope was that the world would want this and it would really take off. That's a huge investment. That's a huge bet to take. And in the end, I did make a profit on the book, but it took two to three years. And uh, this time I thought, how do we do it simpler? I know I want, I want the world to have this book, but does the world want this book? So this is a test. Well, what we've done, Shana, Liz and I, we created the mini book. It's just 15 pages and it's beautiful. We've got little pictures of mice. There's a confession mouse. There's a reality check mouse. Um, there's a self-expression mouse. And we created this to show people what we're thinking and what we think will really make a difference. And I said to Shana, let's do a Kickstarter campaign and we'll, we'll just choose a small test amount, $1,500. And if we don't raise $1,500 towards this book, we'll take it as a sign that we're excited about it. We think it'll change the world, but no one else does. And maybe we'll just leave it as this gift. This is our gift to the world, this, this mini book. Um, but if we do hit the goal, which I hope we do, we've got a whole 30 days to raise $1,500. If people like this and they're sharing it with their friends, they're like, hey, I just donated a few dollars to this. Why don't you go and do it too? Let's really start a movement of mouse naming in the world. Then I'll be excited to really write the book and go full out. And sure, I'll, I'll go traveling and get on national TV and do do whatever it takes to to uh, to get this message out to the world. So I want to give you guys the link now, and we'll we'll give it give it out a few times during this hour. The link is really simple. It's namethatmouse.com forward slash ks for Kickstarter namethatmouse.com forward slash KS. So if you go there, we've set up a bunch of rewards. The lowest reward is three bucks. Three bucks will give you the mini book. Boom. And what you're supposed to do on Kickstarter is wait and see if you hit the goal before you give out rewards. We're not going to mess around with that. As soon as you've, you've sent that, uh, every day or so, we'll go and just send out the link to all the backers so that you get the mini book 
And if you want to donate more, there's some other cool stuff that you can get as well at the Kickstarter campaign. And more so, again, if you, if you believe in this concept, we'd love you to share the Kickstarter campaign. You can share that link, name that. Uh, probably the best one to share would be namethatmouse.com because Facebook's getting a little weird with the, uh, the Kickstarter redirect. Namethatmouse.com works as well. And uh, we'd love you to share it and tag me. Tag, tag me, David Wood, tag Milani as well. And well, if you want Milani, if you want to be tagged, but tag us. I want, I want to really see the world to start practicing mouse naming. I want kids to start saying, hey, can I name a mouse with you? Right, Mom, can I name a mouse with you? I feel sad. That's what I want for the world. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because... Um, I know we have one person on here that's writing a book and talking about these thoughts in our mind, right? That we think and that we start to believe and we own. So if we could name those, that would give us more permission, more freedom, right? To kind of say, okay, I I own this feeling. I own this um, experience. And then maybe it's not so scary. Yeah. I'm still often scared naming something that someone might get upset about. I might make someone angry. There's a friend of mine who um, has major health issues. So when we make a date to get together, um, maybe 50% of the time or more often she needs to cancel. And recently I thought, you know, I kind of want to share the impact of that mm-hmm. and um, see if there's a way that I can feel better with that. And I figured if I bring it up, she might, take a down ride because she's already embarrassed about it. And I decided, Hey, I'm a fan of naming that mouse. I'm going to name a mouse with her. So I did. And I said, look, I'm not asking you to change anything. I just want to work out a way I can have more fun with the unpredictability of it. And um, I want to name a mouse. And then at the end I said, and I want to hear how that lands for you, which is basically an invitation for her to share any mice she's got going on. And that, I find is a game changing skill to say to someone, how is that for you that I said that? Or how is that for you that I did that thing last week? I want to apologize for, but I just want to check the impact that it had on you. So few people do that. They just kind of like dump something and then run and uh, figure it'll sort itself out. So we're, we're planning to add that skill, which is called checking for impact, or you could call it checking, mouse checking, checking for mice and the other people. We're, we're going to add that to the, to the full book. That's awesome. Um, I know you've got the trailer pulled up. You were going to share that with us. I think that would yeah. be a great thing to share. Now, remember on Zoom, I think you have to click like the play audio and video and that to make sure um, uh, it all comes through. But um, go ahead and let's share that because I think that is really great. Oh, you mean share the, the video? Yeah. Oh, right. I, and I just want to clarify. Sometimes when I say trailer, we're talking about the mini book that we write because it's kind of a trailer for the book. Um, but we did, we did do a video as well. So, um, you know, I don't think I want to show the video because it'll just say what largely what I've said. Okay. Um, but when I, when I, when I saying I want to share the trailer, I'll share, I'll show the mini PDF 
right now on the screen. And Milani had a really great idea, which I think is fun. Anyone who's donated at the Kickstarter campaign, we can open up your mic and you can ask a question or share impact or share a mouse or anything you want on this call. And I thought that was really cool. So if you do do that, go to namethatmouse.com and click on the Kickstarter link. Um, please let us know in the chat so that uh, Milani can, uh, oh, and let us know one that you donated. And then secondly, if you have a, a question or something you want to share on this call, I think that's a fun way to make it interactive. And meanwhile, I'm going to share my screen. Here we go. Perfect. So this is one of the covers that, that we'd use because we wanted to show that this was a dialogue between two people. This is about communication. And here's the mouse just sitting subtly in between these two shadows. We ended up um, ditching this and going instead for just a big mouse front and center because I think it's really fun and playful and we want to show people this really can be owning it and a, and a big self-expression step. So that's why we did that. And then I want to show you a, not all the categories of mice, but I'll show you some of them. Uh, here we go. This one is a feedback mouse. So this is like, you want to let someone know how they're impacting you. What you want to let them know how they're showing up. Um, you know, last night, my roommate's dog was barking at bedtime and he wasn't in the house. And so, you know, you could, you could call that a feedback mouse. Hey, here's how, what you're doing is impacting me. Is there something else we can do? You know, I, can, I can see these great, David, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you just spur on so many great ideas. And I think about schools, right? Kids love animals. And how great would this be for teachers to be able to take this? And we've got a retired teacher here on the line. So I think about elementary schools and if they would be able to give people feedback, right? Give that A plus to one of their friends and say they are taking their owning that animal uh, character and, and being able to add value to kids uh, in school in a different way. I think this is just, um, I just have so many creative things that are popping into my mind here while you're doing this. So yeah, I, I look, no, I love that someone, I really want name that mouse for kids to come out. So once we've done this book, I'd love to get name that mouse for kids into schools. And my thought is to partner with a famous children's author who's already respected by the department of education. I don't know that category. I don't know those people, but if anyone on this call does and you want to connect us, uh, we'd love to partner with them to get uh, a more illustrated kid-friendly book, probably like five to 12 is what I'm guessing. And then um, I figured it should be a slam dunk to get that into schools if the author's already respected and already, you know, gone through those channels. Mm -hmm. And then there's Name That Mouse for Couples, and name that mouse in the workplace or name that mouse for teams and leaders. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of application. This next mouse is a desire mouse. How many times, you know, for everyone on this call, how many times have we wanted something but not asked for it, mm -hmm. not said it? It might be something in the bedroom. It might be something we want someone to stop doing or it might be something we wish someone would do. We want more massage or we want more touch or who knows. We might want an employee to be on time for Zoom calls or, you know, I, I've got so many things and desires I have with my roommate. 
I'd like him to block the stairwell so his dog can't run up and down the stairs. I'd like him to um, be quiet after 7.30. I, I have so many desires, right? So this one is a desire mouse. And then one more mouse that I'll show and the rest I'll leave a little bit of mystery. This is a confession mouse. And I love this pick. Like, like hey, they, I broke an agreement. I, I, I actually, when I was a kid, I did something that seemed fine at the time. And later in life, I realized it was wrong. It could have hurt someone and it was illegal. And it took me years to screw up the courage because I could have gone to prison. Even years later, I still could have been prosecuted. It took me years to screw up the courage to name this confession mouse. And I tracked the person down and I said, hey, way back then, this is what I did. It was me. I'm really sorry. I want to check for impact and how can I make it right? And I found out after years of guilt that there was zero impact. The person was fine. They're like, hey, thanks for calling. I'm totally good about it. How are you doing, by the way? And we had an amazing chat. 10, 20 years of, of guilt and grief and fear gone. But that was probably the hardest conversation I've ever had. That was the hardest mouse I've had to name. I guess that grew to about antelope size for me, but it's not an elephant because the other person wasn't even aware of it. It was all just in my head. That's part of this whole mouse naming thing. I don't even know if it's there for you, Milani. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But if I name it, we can find out. Maybe you got a few mice of your own. And now suddenly we're connected about what's real instead of pseudo connected about whatever we're faking. I love that. The power of connection, you know, as a John Maxwell coach, we always talk about that, right? The everyone communicates, but few connect. And so these are tools that really allow you to step up even bigger and, and own that, right? We talk about this so much in leadership is when you own it, then you have more confidence around everything that you can do. So um, I love this concept. I, I want to open up the mics. Uh, Chris, Julie, Jerry, Joyce, any of you guys have any questions or thoughts? Well, hang on, Milani. Oh, yes, sorry. I liked your idea so much and I really want to stick to it. And I'm okay if we, if, if we don't open it up. But I, this is so exciting for me, the idea that someone can actually go right now because it's always been pre-recorded. But right now, if you like it, and if you're willing to part with three bucks or more, go to namethatmouse.com forward slash KS and then come back, let us know you did. And I'd, I'd love to, I'd, I want to talk to all of you guys. Yeah. Uh, but, but Milani, I noticed, I want to name a mouse. Um, I noticed twice you've gone to open up the mics and yet it was your idea at the beginning. And I'm wondering, did I misunderstand the idea or you just get so enthusiastic you forget <laughs> about I that get great excited. idea excited and the other thing is i'm watching on facebook here and i it is having trouble streaming for some reason on my feed so um i know we've got people in the room here and i am posting things in the facebook feed but i don't see the video playing so i'm wondering if there's a little delay or i'll have to repost this from uh, this live today to make sure that everyone gets the impact for this so i'm posting all of this and um and it is going through the group for namethatmouse.com. So I'm gonna just type here um, underneath and your question. And while you're doing that, I note that you just named a mouse. There was something going on for you in the background. There's a technical issue. 
And so I, I imagine you said it so you can be more present and you can handle that. And we understand why your attention went away for a little bit. Uh, so I'm glad that you named it versus trying to fake it yeah. uh, and kind of do it in the background so that I, I, I feel more involved. In yes, <laughs> that's me. I bring you on my journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, and I, I think everyone probably noticed it, but I want to double click on it. I could have like it, it, the mouse where I named it to check in with you, if you still want to keep to the uh, opening up mics to people who've participated in the Kickstarter, I could have just skipped over that. It just came as a shadow across my mind. It was just a shadow, like flick. And, you know, as I'm like doing all this other stuff and then fortunately I made it to the front of my brain and to my mouth. So I could say, Oh, Hey, I just want to do a reality check mouse with you. Um, is this something you still want to do or do you want to change it? And you just want to open up to everybody. And I still have that question, by the way, I just wanted to, um, I didn't want to skip over the mouse naming. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys want to post any questions in the chat, I'm totally happy to do that. Maybe we could do that. Uh, post anything or any feedback in the chat. And then uh, if you do decide to go to the Kickstarter campaign, we'll bring you onto the call. So I realize some people might want to donate to the Kickstarter campaign, but don't want to have their mic opened up and be on the spot. I could, I could see that being a possibility too. Here we go. Okay. So I am back. Let me just adjust the audio. But I bet Jerry and Joyce have got some good questions. Did I get Joyce right? Or did I get that wrong? I know it's a J. She's nodding. Oh, you can open up your uh, audio part of your mic. There you, there go. you go again, Melanie. <laughs> Letting them in without donating. There you go again. You'd be the worst bouncer they in the world. <laughs> hey, they we'll, are the we'll, biggest we'll supporters. They We're will gonna donate. donating. Yes. Right on. Yes. We're going to donate, but I have a silly question. After you name your mouse, do you get to give it a piece of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get to give a piece of cheese or get one? Do you get to give the mouse a piece of cheese? I like that. I like that. Do you get to give a piece of cheese or get one? It's a reward. Does the mouse get a piece of cheese after you name him? I like it. <laughs> so, right, there has to be the reward system. That's my silly brain. Yeah. Well, I think there are other rewards as well, but I got no problem with you adding cheese to it. <laughs> so David, um, Joyce and Jerry, she's a retired nurse and Jerry is a retired school teacher. So when uh, I said, Hey, you guys need to really think about this because right. So when you think of the, the medical profession, the medical industry, and, um, what a great way to be able to name a disease, right. Or something that you're going through, you're struggling with to say, a lot of people say, if, if you get diagnosed with let's just say cancer. And, um, and they'll say, I want to speak into it, but I'm going to call it something different. I'm not going to call it cancer because then I focus on something negative. But if I had a diagnosis mouse, right? Uh, I think of this as having a doll, like oh, you know, the whole platform <laughs> of, uh, here you can own this as you go into a procedure for kids and uh even adults right that that uh, just anything scary it's associating it with this animal that you can take control over your feelings and then um have a good experience from it mm -hmm. so i totally agree 
I like I like the idea of associating it with a fun character so that's less scary. The other thing that came up for me hearing you speak, Milani, was the concept of like how powerful it is to name something. Now, I think we have a belief in our society that's holding us back. And the belief is if I bring it up, we're going to have to deal with it. I'm going to have to do something about it or the other person is going to have to do something about it. So let's suppose I'm, I'm feeling a bit lonely in my relationship. If I name it, we, we kind of assume that someone's got to do something about it. Or let's suppose I'm feeling turned on right now and I, and I name it, we've got to do something. We've got to go and have sex now. Or if we don't, I'm going to be upset or whatever. I want this book to open up a whole new field of possibility that naming something could be an end goal in and of itself. I just want to name it. I'm feeling sad. I don't need you to rescue me. I don't need you to change it. Uh, I just want to name that I'm feeling sad so I can be more present and connected. Or I want to name that I'm feeling really excited right now. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. We have to do anything. I just want to name it. Naming tends to take away the power of any negative mice. It reduces the power in my experience and allows me to get more connected to the other person because they might be like, oh, you know, I've been feeling a little bit about that too. Or that makes sense to me now because you always, you seemed a bit distant and you've been, you've been trying to handle your email while we've been on the Zoom call. Now I get it. Okay. So just the naming. Now we can go further. Maybe once I name a mouse with you, I want to check for impact. Or maybe you want to name a few mice with me. Or maybe there is a solution. Maybe I've got a desire and I want you to stop smoking in the house and uh, I'm not just naming it. I want to name it. That's a beginning. And I'd like a solution as well. Um, but the so there's two different worlds. One, just naming it purely for the uh, freedom and, and connection. And secondly, I want to name it and let's see what we can do. Let's see where this takes us. Mm -hmm. I think this would have been great during COVID. Why, why so? Mm -hmm. Well, because people were just so isolated and they just, they didn't know how to let their feelings out because everybody had such different conflicting feelings about so many different things that were going on. I agree with you. During COVID, this would have been amazing. And I don't think people's feelings are going to suddenly disappear now that we're back out and connecting in real time more with people. Um, there's more interaction happening it doesn't mean that deep connection is happening. So I think even as we come out of the pandemic, and uh, this is kind of future-proof, <laughs> the only thing that's going to make this obsolete is everybody starts mouse naming and nobody needs to read the book anymore. And I look forward to that day. <laughs> well, right, because we're humans, you know, and so our experiences cause us to think differently every day. And then we, we show up with all this baggage and we say, well, but, but you don't understand my feelings. You don't understand where I'm coming from. So when you own that again, that just expression of gratitude, the expression of fear, the expression of, um, you know, desire, like you said, or confession, like those are real things that we all struggle with. So that's why I love this 
just this idea of how do you make this bigger? How can you reach more people? Um, and how can you uh, just really take this to the next level? Do you know about the Y Institute? The Y Institute was founded by Gary Sanchez and inspired by Simon Sinek. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting. And as the first certified associate agent in the United States with the Y Institute, now Everyday Leaders can help you discover your why. Go to everydayleaders.com and take your why assessment today. Discovering your why is the essential first step of being an everyday leader. Everyday leaders know their why and live their why. Discover your why. Find out more at everydayleaders.com. That's everydayleaders.com. Yeah, thank you. Great for people's mental health, too. I mean, that should be an area where, because a lot of those people, they just keep all their feelings inside and then, you know, suicide happens. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have a very real example from that from last week, a friend of mine has been suicidal for some time and she went to spend time with her family and she was really having trouble. Like, like she was so bad. I said, how long have you got on this planet? She said, it feels like minutes. That's how close she was to taking her life. And what came out of the conversation was that her family who she's staying with didn't know how deep and how bad this was. They didn't know she'd been hiding that. She didn't want them to need rescuing. Now she's got to take care of herself and her family. She had all sorts of reasons not to name a pretty big mouse. And after the conversation, she went and took a risk and she shared with the family how close she was and how bad it was and what she thought she needed. She wasn't sure what she thought she needed. I was so moved by her doing that because she said she felt more connected with a family Um, her family really stepped up and said, whatever you need, we are here to give it to you. And she ended up being able to stay there another few days and actually started having a good time. And I think what it was is there was this massive disconnection about the depth of her experience. And once she named it, she at least gave them the opportunity to step into her world and be there with her. And they seemed to do a good job. The other thing, Milani, that that I want to double click on as you talked about owning it a couple of times. I remember I didn't know what that word meant. It's a difficult word. And I was, I was doing some stuff when I was in a course and I was rebelling against the leadership and I didn't want to do what he was asking me to do. And the, someone in the course said, look, that's fine. Just own it. And I'm like, what are you taught? Like literally had no clue what he meant. And I think what he was saying is, look, if you don't want to do what the leader says, tell him that and then stop bitching about it. Just tell him that and be secure in yourself that that's, that's it. And take the consequences, which might be, you might get a little pressure from him. You might hear that someone else is annoyed. Okay. That's part of being an adult. That's part of owning it. I didn't know that. It took years and years of not owning things before I could see, oh, that's what they're talking about. Be responsible for my decision and all the consequences that come from the decision. And I do think this book really is about owning your experience. When you can name it with someone, 
without apologizing for it, ideally, or trying to fix their experience, then I think you're on the path to owning your experience. Mm -hmm. And like we've said, healthier living, right? And in so much capacity, um, just to kind of go through this process. And, and I think it's, it's such a great concept, first of all, to be a Kickstarter and say, if you believe in this process, all you have to do is donate a few dollars, donate a few dollars. You can be a part of the freebies, the trailer, the I identity of thinking about what this can be and be involved and give feedback because this is the creation stage. Me as a challenge brain, I always say I would live a thousand hours a day if I could just create, create, create. And so when I team up with people like you, David, that have these amazing ideas and are trying to just bring good thoughts and, and good measurement to the world, right? Keeping people accountable to have confidence, to build connection, to build their own leadership value. Uh, it's really important because it's that one thing that someone says, I never really heard it that way, but now I get it. And that's who you're bringing in, right? It's that yes. one person that can say, no, I can own this and I can pass it on. Yes. So I invite I have a little mouse, David, please. <laughs> it's, it's a little one, but I hope I don't hurt your feelings. <laughs> um, my daughter's name is Melanie, not Melanie. Oh. A lot of people pronounce it that way, but it's Melanie. Thank you. My husband named her, um, so it wasn't me that did it. So. <laughs> so now you're taking the blame mouse. There is no blame mouse. <laughs> there, is, there is no blame mouse. No, I'm not. I'm not That'll be another book. <laughs> It's a, it's a clarification mouse. Oh, her wise clarity too. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate knowing that so that I can uh, say Melanie's name correctly <laughs> and I may mess it up again. And I know, I noted that you named two mice in there. One was that I am um, pronouncing her naming correctly. And did you spot the second mouse that you named? Did I apologize? You said, I hope I don't hurt your feelings. Yes. That's a mouse too. Hey, I want to name a mouse with you and I, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, right? So that's a mouse already that I, I'm noticing I don't, you know, I have care for you and I don't want to hurt your feelings. And here's the clarification mouse uh, as well. Or I, we, in the book, we'd probably call it a self-expression mouse. I just want to name oh. this. That's how the name is spoken. Get my daughter's name right. That uh, <laughs> is totally... Totally valid. I'm, I'm raising the second mouse because they don't always, they're not always easy to spot. Our thoughts are like water for the fish. If you say to a fish, how's the water today? The fish might respond, what water? So our thoughts are like that. And I love spotting them. Sometimes I'll go to like, I'll be in a group and they're passing the microphone and I wanna share something from two minutes ago. But by the time the mic gets to me, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Now all the groups got their attention on me. And so that's a bigger mouse now than the thing that I wanted to say. And what I used to do is just try and skip over it and pretend I wasn't terrified. And everybody could tell I was nervous, but I wasn't saying it. So there was a disconnect and it, it was very strange. And uh, so that's one mouse. And then I might also 
like, why am I terrified? I might realize, oh, I want you guys to think well of me. And I want this to be a deep share that touches everyone. And people go, what a great guy. I really want to know him. <laughs> now, I may not be self-aware enough to know all of that in the moment. But when I am, again, I can grab the mic and say, hey, I want to name another mouse. I notice I really want this to go well. And I want you to like me. And you, you, you don't have to do it. But I would just want to name that and get it out of the way. The mice just keep cascading as we go deeper and deeper and deeper and we start to reveal them to ourselves and we call those mice mirror mouse mirror mice when you're realizing something about yourself and you own it and admit it to yourself that's a mirror mouse i love this you know uh i teach so much leadership david and i think of the john maxwell 15 laws of growth and because everything that you speak into, it's just about our values, right? It is our values that we can identify with. So to give us confidence, just like the front of this book says, connection, confidence, and leadership. And um, it's that power. And we have to be able to find ways to, to connect to it personally so that we can grow and we can change. And, um, and we can make the world a better place through it. Yes. Absolutely. And I, I want to name a um, name another mouse. I just realized I'm a little jealous that you've got your parents on this call. And I'm thinking, I should have my parents on this call. <laughs> so uh, I'm just checking out the time in Sydney, Australia. Uh, it's 3.45 a.m. I don't, oh, I think it's unlikely that, unlikely that they're awake right now. But, but you've inspired me. I want to get my mother on this call and I want to get her thoughts about naming that mouse. And maybe she'll have it. She might have quite a few mice she wants to name with me once I start opening this can of worms. Dave, can, can of mice. Yes. yes. Um, and Melanie, too, I, I want to go back uh, to some things you mentioned earlier. I can think of leaders who uh, or managers that they don't want the mouse named because they're going to have to confront it and deal with it then. Could you give, could you give an example of a, a yeah. mouse? Uh, well, I was a, uh, and a teacher all my life, so that's what I'm more familiar with. But a, a principal or somebody in administration who, as long as nobody's complaining about somebody else, they don't they don't maybe feel the need to do anything about it. They know, they know that there's a, pro a mouse, but as long as nobody's saying anything, they don't feel compelled to do it. Well, if you bring it up to them, then they feel comp compelled to deal with it. Plus, yeah, I've seen them resent the person that brought them up to, you know, it's like the old thing of the king, you know, killing the messenger. Uh, yeah. So, so you don't want to bring, bring, bring up anything negative to the king. Um, I get that. Let's, let's make it concrete. Uh, one example that just came to my mind is maybe the bathrooms are dirty and the principal doesn't, you know, it's, it's difficult to keep them clean. And if a teacher brings it up now, it's annoying yeah, yeah. because we yeah, you know, be might have to do yeah. something. All right. Yeah. So, um, so if that's the case, the teacher who brings it up may have several mice floating around. So it might be like, Hey, I want to name a mouse in this meeting. Uh, that's quite a big mouse. The bathrooms have been dirty for three months. 
and I think we can do better. Let's do something. And another mouse is I'm nervous about bringing this up because, uh, you know, I'm going to be the squeaky wheel and maybe you'll find this annoying. And I know you guys have heard me say it before and you'll be like, oh God, here he goes again. So the teacher could name several mice to be honest yeah. and then just own it. You know, I'm worried about getting in trouble for this and I'm going to say it anyway, because I think it's important that's owning it. Then the principal might name a mouse. Boy, I really wish you didn't bring it up because if you bring it up, I feel like we've actually got to do something about it. Yeah. And, and especially, the, especially if it's in a public meeting, if it's one-on-one, yep. on one, then they kind of slough it off. I'll get to it. Yeah. But if it's in a public meeting, now they really feel the, the, the pressure. Yeah. So my point could is, say, could I, could I remain anonymous? Yeah, for sure. You might, you might want to do it anonymously. Um, I think there's value in stepping up and taking, taking uh, the consequences. But the, my point is the principal has an opportunity to name that mouse. Boy, I wish, I just wish you hadn't brought it up because the budget is so tight and I don't know how we're going to, uh, handle all of these things, what do you guys feel is the priority? Like if we're going to get the bathrooms cleaned, what else can we get dropped? I, that's how I would approach it. If I was a principal, I'd try and spot my mice and I'd name my mice right back. Okay. Hearing that this is an issue for you, this is what's coming up for me. And I would, mm -hmm. I would be transparent. If the principal is not doing that, I would encourage he or she to go to the Kickstarter campaign and get the mini book. <laughs> <laughs> so that they can name their own mice because um, everything's an opportunity for connection. We may not always get what we want and we may actually anger people. And actually, Jerry, you bring up such a great point. You may, um, let's take an extreme example. In that case, the teacher might get fired, might get fired if they're constantly annoying. I had one client yeah. who felt the company was going in the wrong direction. And he'd already spoken up and was shouted down. And he really felt like this was such a bad move the company was going to make. And he wasn't sure how to name this mouse without getting fired. So we came up with language like, hey, are you open to dissenting opinions? Because I feel very strongly about something and I'm concerned about bringing it up because I'm the squeaky wheel and maybe you're going to fire me for speaking the truth. And I just want to check, are you open to a dissenting opinion? And then, and turns out the boss, because it was couched that way, it was done artfully. The boss was like, all right, you got one minute. And then he got one minute to make his pitch. And I think he actually was able to influence what the company was doing and stop them making a big mistake, but he named his mice, but, mm -hmm. but you definitely, you could get fired. You could go to prison. You could lose a relationship. There, are, you could get someone angry and not talking to you again. There are things that could happen. So the the aim of the mini book is to give you some tips so that you can do it artfully and uh, hopefully not have those negative consequences. In education, it would typically be not get fired or go to prison or something. You'd get transferred to another building. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that happen sometimes when somebody was constantly negative and complaining, they ended up getting transferred. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Jerry, if you were a teacher and I was a principal and you were constantly speaking up and I was thinking about transferring you, 
if you named that fear out loud with me and so we got to address it, I think I'd be less likely to transfer you. You know, I know I, that, you know, I doubt, I doubt our principals did that. Now looking back, that might've been an effective thing for them to do. You know, maybe if they would have said, look, you, you know, you're, I may have to end up transferring you. You're just so negative and unhappy and it's infecting other people. Uh, maybe they would have backed off some or they would have become more diplomatic or something about what they did that 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 was a really good that's really eye-opener thing for me well, he was saying if the, if, yeah. the, if the one that's complaining said i have a fear you might transfer me he was saying well, i guess you could go yeah, both the other ways. side yeah yeah well I, I agree with you guys i think it could go both ways there's positivity so if the principal names it you know if this keeps going this way um we're gonna one of us is gonna have to leave the school um, I think that could be, that could be, that could be valuable information. I just said that to my assistant recently. I said, Hey, this thing that you haven't been doing, that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's critical. If you keep making these raw cacao balls and I keep biting on date pits in them, that's a deal breaker. I'm going to, and a tooth breaker. I'm, I'm going to have to find someone else, but I had, I had to give her that information. Otherwise she'll be so surprised when she's fired um, and then it works the other way too. If the person being afraid of transfer can speak up, that tends to diffuse the situation. Like as a principal, I'd be like, oh, I can see, I, I might have some empathy. I can see how you're, even when you're speaking up, you realize it's annoying to me and you realize that ultimately this might cost you your job. And yet you're speaking up anyway. I might actually be impressed, but I agree. It goes both ways. Mouse naming on all sides, nine out of 10 times, I think there's profit in it. One in 10 times, hey, you might be like, I'm not willing to risk that. I'm not willing to risk, you know, if immigration says, are you gonna work in the country at the border? And I say, yes, I am. Maybe I'm not willing to risk that. And so uh, one in 10 times, I think we might keep our mice to ourselves. Also, maybe you don't wanna invest in the relationship with this person. You don't see them that often. You don't want to put the time into it to process their feelings and whatever. So you're just like, I'll just interact with them less. That's totally fine. But the people who matter, I think it's worth um, scraping your knee a couple of times and maybe getting it wrong a couple of times so that you can get better and better at mouse naming. Because ultimately what you're shooting for once you become an expert at mouse naming, I say you are the badass human partner, parent, and leader that other people want to be around. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, I got a thumbs up from Joyce and Jerry. Love it. You said it's taking that risk, right? And so this is so cool, David, this concept, because it's uh, what every leadership book teaches. It's every industry, it's every community, it's everywhere around us. And, and so that's, what's so important, like getting this campaign to the part where from zero to $1,500, this should not be something that is difficult for, even if 1500 people gave $1, right? Oh <laughs> if yeah. You give three, you're part of the campaign. So, um, so that's what we're just kind of asking today is if you really believe in this concept, 
and we do, all of us here on this call do. And, and so we're encouraging you get involved. Um, you can get the PDF of the trailer and you can learn more on how you can use this in your community in your industry and in your family, um, everywhere, take it back to the company that you're in. That's now changing post COVID. Maybe it'll help in communication too. Yes. You can vote in two ways. You can vote with your wallet with minimum of $3 and you can vote with your reach. If you just share namethatmouse.com and tell people what's going on and give other people the opportunity to get involved in the campaign, both of those things um, are, are the way you vote and say, yeah, I want this. This is good. Please write the full book. Um, please write the kids book. Let's you know, write the couple's book. Let's make this a worldwide movement. That's, that's the test. So that's how you can vote. That is so awesome. And I want to name a mouse that I'd love to be able to go to the bathroom before my next uh, interview, which is coming up in three and a half minutes. Okay. So if we can okay. wrap it up about now, that'd be very handy. That's perfect. I, Julie, just, I, think, I just did this. <laughs> uh, Julie, do you have any closing questions? I know you're a big supporter of all this. I, I don't. <laughs> Thank you for asking though. Okay. All right. Well, David, all right, so we have been challenged. My why is challenge, namethatmouse.com forward slash KS. And that's how you can become a part of this Kickstarter campaign. We wanna see this get to $1,500 quick. This is the launch. Uh, we are pushing this out and we really want support from anybody that wants to be involved, share it. Donate your time, donate your talents, donate your wallet to help us get to this $1,500 because I can't wait to have you back, David, when the full book is completed and we can really talk about how this is going to impact and influence the world. Thank you, Melanie. <laughs> I am. Uh, this has been really fun. I'm so glad Jerry and Joyce and Julie and Chris as well were here and anyone else who was listening in that I've missed. Uh, thanks for helping be part of the first live call on the first day of this 30 day Kickstarter. Thanks everyone. This is wonderful. If you guys, yes, if you guys want help, if you need to get connected to David, if you want to interview him, uh, let me know and we will get you connected and, and uh, we can continue this journey. So thank you, David, very much for your time today. We really appreciate you. Thank you. And best of luck and please come back and join us again, okay? Thank you, you got it. All right, thank you. This has been a Joe Studios production.